0: hello welcome to the self-learning podcast by dr. Shushma Singh let us start discussion on unit 14 organizational structure of rural local bodies and our topic is devolution of powers and functions actual position the type of functions assigned to and the level of PRI's perform the functions is unfortunately led to ambiguity same function is performed by the two or three different levels of pri's the level of pri's and the sub component of the function is not clear there was also overlapping of functions between different levels of and different official agencies with the exceptions of haryana Himachal pradesh madhya pradesh and tripura the remaining states had not assigned the functions and allocations the powers on any clear principles. Other issues regarding this are to be concerned appropriateness of functions or areas of responsibilities at different levels. Coordination between different levels of panchayats on the one hand, and between panchayats and officious agencies on the other incentive compatibility of the panchayats and line agencies accountability of panchayats not just to the higher authorities but also to the community but unfortunately these are not taken up by any other states acts it has also been felt in regarding the assigning of the responsibilities, no selection criteria were used. There is no overburdening of function at gram panchayat level. Here a smaller group of functions can be identified and could be assigned to the particular level of PRI in the basis of economic considerations. Overlapping rigid and elaborate procedures and weak monitoring and evaluation system impede coordination between the panchayats at different levels as well as between the panchayats and official agencies, which result in delays in the implementation of the schemes. Besides, even the formal participation of the people were there, but as there were delays in elections and in implementing the quotas. Altogether, the experiences so far as has not been very encouraging. Other issues of the 73rd Amendment are There shall be a Gram Sabha in each village exercise in such powers and performing such functions and village level as the legislature of a state may provide by-law. While the elections in respect of all the members to panchayats at all levels will be direct, the elections in respect of the post of chairman at the intermediate and district level will be indirect. The mode of elections of chairman to the village level has been left to the governments to decide. Reservations of seats for SC and STs have been provided in proportion to their population at each level. Not less than one-third of the total membership has been preserved for women. And three seats may be allotted by rotation of different constituencies in a panchayat. Similar reservations have been made in respect to the office of the chairman also. A uniform term of five years has been provided for the PRIs and in the event of suppression, elections to constitute the body should be completed before the expiry of six months from the date of dissolution. The state legislatures have been given the power to authority the panchayats to levy and appropriate suitable local taxes and also provide for making grants in aid to the panchayats from the Consolidated Funds of the Concerned State. Panchayats shall be constituted in every state at the village, intermediate and the district levels, thus bringing about the uniformity in the Panchayatira structure. However, the states having a population not exceeding 20 lakh have been given the option of not having any panchayat at intermediate level. A finance commission has to be constituted once in every five years to review the financial position of the panchayats and to make suitable recommendations on the distribution of funds between the state and the local bodies with a view to ensuring continuity it has been provided and the act that all the panchayats existing immediately before the commencement of these amendment acts and will continue till the expiry of their duration unless dissolved by a resolution to that effect passed by the State Legislature's concern. The State Legislature should bring the necessary amendment to their Panchayat Act within the maximum period of one year from the commencement of these amendment act so as to confirm to the provision contained in the Constitution. so far as the 73rd constitutional amendment act 1992 has only provided the general guidelines for the effective and efficient pri's in india it granted the pri's a constitutional status some sort of uniformity by making three-tier system a permanent feature a regularity by making elections an imperative after the termination of the PRIs, after every five years and the state election commission to conduct and supervise the elections, more financial autonomy with the constitution of the state finance commission etc. But the major question still remains how the various states are responding and at what speed they are implementing the panchayati raj and Visages by the recent constitutional amendment the amendment is designed to revitalize the panchayats to promote growth in rural economy this amendment is an important landmark because it has given legal recognition to that tier of governance that is pris it provides for a uniform three-tier structure of panchayats, especially at the district block and village levels and specification of areas of responsibility of the panchayats at the three levels most of the states modified their acts and went for panchayat elections however the devolution of power has been far from smooth now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning podcast.